beautiful. You are listening to More Than a Crown, where you will learn, feel understood, and be encouraged alongside believer, child advocate, ice cream connoisseur, and former Miss USA, Sarah Rose Summers. Hello and welcome to today's episode of More Than a Crowd. I am sitting with, figuratively, not literally, Jessica (laughs) Shakir, a beauty coach, hair and makeup artist, speaker, and beauty expert on television shows. She's also an entrepreneur because she has created an educational platform called My Beauty BFF for ladies who love beauty and to cultivate creativity and sisterhood surrounded by faith. She's a huge inspiration to me and has served as a role model for me since last fall when I met her when she had the chance to do my makeup. Sarah Rose, thank you. That meant a lot to me. Thank you for that. And I have to say, right when I met you, there was something different about you and it didn't take long for me to figure it out, but it was peace. You had peace all over you. And we met on the Steve Harvey show as morning, getting ready for live TV. I mean, most people who sit in my chair aren't overwhelmed with peace, but I felt that from you. And here we are a year later and I just love your friendship and you've been a role model for me too. So thank you for that. Oh my goodness. Thank you. That's so sweet of you to share. And I love that story. I was true connecting on on Instagram with you to make this episode happen, following Uh everything you have going on and have had for the past about half a year now. And I was thinking, wow, all of this started from just sitting in your chair and now here we are. (laughs) Yes. I love that. I love. It's amazing how things can get orchestrated, but I just want you to be able to take a little bit of time to share what you have going on with our listeners. Who is Jessica Shakir and why why are you on today? Oh my gosh, what a big question. I love it. So, <laughs> well, thank you for having me on. And there has been a lot of shifting in my world and my heart and my mind with just this year alone. And so let me answer the question with who is Jessica Shakir? I am a child of God. I'm a daughter of God. I'm full of His joy. And it's a daily discipline for me to cultivate that peace that I only get from Him, truly and fully get from Him. I'm an artist, a creative, an entrepreneur at heart. I get that from my daddy. I think I was born that way and just seeing things in a different way. How can we connect people? And how can I use this talent to glorify God and to make other women smile? And so, yeah, an entrepreneur at heart. And my main goal is to port women, to point women back to heaven, where their help comes from, where their true beauty comes from. And that's just in a nutshell, I want to point people to heaven. So that is who I am and what I hope to do with my life. And Sarah Rose, we were talking about, I mean, I've been so excited to move to New York. And that's been, we've had that on our radar ever since my husband uh, got accepted and got this dream job of his. So he's been working at a tech startup on Wall Street. And so we moved to New York back in August. And I have been going back and forth because I have television shows that I work here that I'm a key artist for here in Orange County in LA. And so prayerfully discerning, what do we do? Do we take advantage of this amazing opportunity in New York for my husband? But then we don't feel that I should walk away from the shows that I work on. So we decided with the help of our parents and, you know, praying through this a lot that we would move to New York and that I would be the one to fly to to LA once a month. Okay. So that I'm ready for that. I'm mentally ready for that. I love flying. I love New York and I love LA. So I was ready. Right. And I did that a couple of months and lo and behold, a couple of months into it, beginning this January 20th, in fact, I hurt my neck and I thought it was just going to be a quick fix or maybe even a two week thing. Well, I didn't know it was a lot more involved, a lot more serious than I originally thought. I have four bulging discs, two in my neck, two in my lower back. And through MRI, we realized I have degenerative discs as well. And I have been in full-time therapy, Sarah Rose, since January 20th. We are halfway through the year and I'm still not able to fly. And so my husband has been taking a week every month to come to California to be with me and visit me here. Well, thankfully, God worked it out. There's a lot that I'll share about this season of growing and of pain, really, and of going through this valley. 
but God worked it out for my husband to be able to move back to California since I can't do this bi-coastal life that we dreamed of. Mm. And he could continue working remotely for Blur. And that's the app that he's working with. It's a really great app. They're doing so much good. He's a charitable relations director. And yeah, so we're thankful that God worked it out. It was not our plan, but that's where we're at right now. So we're moving back to Cali. So I'm going to have to wait a little longer to hang out with you in person in our favorite city, but that's life, right? Yes. And how amazing. I didn't realize that he gets to stay with that company and work remote in LA to be able to be there and support yeah. you. How beautiful. I'm thrilled, right? I'm thrilled with how it all worked out. And you could always look back on your life and think, oh God, that's what you were doing. <laughs> but in the middle of it, especially in the middle of the painful, the most acutely painful moments of the journey of the valley of the wilderness, you can't thoroughly see what God is doing. But looking back, you can see. And so I've been telling myself, okay, Jess, God did it before. He'll do it again. And, you know, just being in the word, one of my favorite miracles of the Bible is when God parted the Red Sea. I mean, literally the Israelites had their back up against a wall. They had no earthly idea, like in their mind, they could not see a way out, but God made a way when there is no way. And so he parted the Red Sea and we know what happened. They they got through, they got to the other end. And then he goes and he does it again in the Jordan River with Joshua. He stops the Jordan River and they cross the Jordan River. So I kept thinking, Lord, you are still that same God. When I feel like my back is up against the wall, and I don't know a way out and I don't know how it's going to happen. You make a path in the wilderness, you know? So if you've done it before, you'll do it again. And that's one of the things I was clinging to in this season. Thank you so much for sharing. It's so encouraging. And I know when I met you, you said you saw peace through me, which is so honored. Mm -hmm. Like I'm flattered. <laughs> that's amazing. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's always, we're our own worst critic, right? But what I saw in you was that joy. And that's something I've continued mm -hmm. to see in you just through social media, which is so difficult. I think social media can wow. be a dark hole, but whether it's just your smile or your bright colors or your vulnerable captions and real captions on social media, you're a light in that dark place. So listeners totally go follow wow. her. She's fabulous in that way. <laughs> um, Thank you, friend. <laughs> of Thank course. You. Well, you know, I try. I, I I don't want to just air my dirty laundry on Instagram. You can you can find me crying more on my Insta stories. <laughs> you know, there are just moments where I thought, you know what, I don't want people to think I'm consistently and all the time joyful. And in fact, it's when I go through those painful moments and I cling to my God, my anger is in God because everything in this world will change except his love for me. So yeah, it's through the painful moments where I can strengthen that gift of joy that I find in him. So this year I've been showing more of that through my stories, but you know, on my post, I think I'm, I'm not always going to be sorrowful, but I will always be joyful. And I think of who I will be in heaven. I will be even more joyful than I am now. So that's, that's what I want to show, and and that's who I am at my core. Because we can't choose our circumstances, but we can choose to be joyful in those moments. Absolutely. Girl, amen. Amen. Yes. So speaking of joyful and verses, I know one of my favorites is First Peter 3, 3 through 4, which says, Your beauty should not come from outward adornment, such as elaborate hairstyles mm -hmm. and the wearing of gold jewelry or fine clothes. Rather, it should be that of your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, mm -hmm. which is of great worth in God's sight. So my question yeah. for you that I'm sure you have faced at some point in your fabulous 22 years in the hair and makeup beauty industry. Crazy oh, long, so right? Cool. <laughs> so what do you say? I started in high school, just to let you know if you're oh doing Oh my gosh. Math. No. Um, <laughs> what do you say to people that think makeup or beauty is silly because they're a Christian or they think that we shouldn't focus on outward adornment? What do you say to those type of viewpoints? I love that question, and it's an important one to tackle. And I also think of when Solomon built the temple for the Lord. He put so much time and thought and detail into not only what would what would be on the inside, but he wanted it to be a, a beautiful, honorable, 
act of worship unto the Lord. He knew I'm building the temple for the Holy Spirit, for the Lord, for the God Almighty. I'm going to make it beautiful. And so I think that even going back to when God created creation, He created beautiful things and He created us to be drawn to beautiful things. And a friend of mine, Brian Chan, he is a philosopher or the professor of philosophy of beauty. And so I love chatting with him and he says it so beautifully, beauty, true authentic beauty is always tied to two things. When you look at the biblical and philosophical background, beauty is always tied to goodness and truth. And so I think of that, I'm like, wow, when you see an a, a beautiful woman or a beautiful moment in life, a beautiful sunset, a beautiful feeling that you experience, it draws you in, right? It, it, it kind of invites you into the moment. And how, what I think beauty is different than pretty is pretty is decorating. Pretty is sentimentality. It might make you feel good in the moment, but it doesn't pull you into wanting to be truthful and to be good. And so when I think about when God created all of the heavens and the earth, and at the end, he said, it is good. You know, that was him saying, this is beautiful. And for me, I want to, I want to train my mind, Sarah Rose, to find beauty in the things that God finds beautiful. Because ultimately what we find beautiful, we become because we behold what we find, what we treasure and what we behold, we become. And so your question, you know, Hey, is this silly? I don't think it is because if you know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit and that you are a reflection of a beautiful and a loving God, then you carry that truth into the world, into culture. And so I just think also, speaking of culture, I think it's hijacked this word and this term beauty. And we've put a lot of definitions on this word, but going back to what truly is beautiful always points back to heaven. And so if I can feed my eternal beauty, my inner beauty so much more, then I'm not ever going to feel out of balance where if I put more of my attention into my outer beauty and not so much into my inner beauty, I won't feel whole. I won't feel like I'm living with integrity. I'll feel out of balance is really, or out of alignment. And so I just think that treasuring who you are on the inside and on the outside should be an act of worship to God. And that's what that's what I felt all my life in a way. God has grown that in me. And I will, I want to tell you something my mom told me when I was a teenager that stuck with me. And I tell my mom, we went out to lunch the other day. I said, mom, you're, you're my first best friend. You're my first mentor. I've, I've learned about God Mm -hmm. through you. And I've learned to be a woman through your illustration example. And I told her there's one thing that really stuck with me and Oh, changed the way I thought about my beauty and how I use my beauty. So it was, I was a teenager and my mom said, Jess, I know why God made you beautiful. And I thought, oh, mom, all moms think their daughters are beautiful. And at that time, Sarah Rose, I was having a really hard time seeing it in myself. So I was kind of shooing it away going, mom, you're just saying that. She said, no, I know why God gave you the gift of beauty. And then I was quiet. She got my attention with just how profound that statement was, she said, because he knew he could trust you with it. And I'm like, whoa. So you better believe every time that I tried to use my physical beauty in a a wrong way, in a selfish way, in a way to get what I want, or in my dating life, in the wrong way in that regard, my mom's words, God gave you the gift of beauty because he could trust you with it, stuck with me. And so from that point on, I thought, Lord, I want you to be able to trust me with the gift that you've given me. So now I look at it as, you know, I've stepped into the knowledge that I am beautiful because I am made in the image of a beautiful God and he makes beautiful work. And we were made, we're workmanship, you know, um, Mm -hmm. of the Lord. So I just feel that this idea of beauty and this gift of beauty, whether it be the outward or the inward, God entrusted me with it. And so I want to do I want to I want to do well with this gift. Absolutely. Together. You are so gifted by him and I love that you touched on culture and how it has distorted our image of beauty and mm-hmm. our definition and mm-hmm. expectations, you know, false expectations versus reality. 
And I think Mm -hmm. it is so inspiring that you bring it back to your faith, especially in the world that you're in as a, as a TV beauty expert and working with celebrities and hair and makeup. I think that's Mm -hmm. so respectable and honorable that you lean on that truth every day. So question Mm -hmm. that I think would be interesting to hear. And I know you and I kind of talked about it back in the fall when I was there is when people are sitting in your chair and you're doing either their hair or the makeup, are they typically open to conversations like this and chatty or are they more reserved? Hey, (laughs) usually they're chatty. I mean, girls like to talk. (laughs) Girls like to talk. And I love asking questions and I love getting to know who they are, how they live, like what their their dreams are. And typically I have an hour, if I had it my way, I'd have an hour for a makeover, you know, maybe a little more. Sometimes with television, we have a half an hour. But let's just say I have an hour with someone in my chair and I'm doing their makeup. You know, I'm very quickly invited into a very vulnerable space. They sit in my chair with <laughs> no makeup on and as women, I, I hear this a lot. I hear women say, oh, I'm sorry, I had a breakout or, oh, my skin is so bad right now. And they apologize for the imperfections. And so I say, oh gosh, don't apologize. You're beautiful. And so even just that confirmation of don't apologize and actually hearing it so much has helped me not apologize for my imperfections, you know, because we all have them. But I love my job. My job really is to uplift and uplift human integrity (laughs) basically on a big picture level. But with my person in my chair, my client, I want to make them feel beautiful. Okay. I definitely want to make them look the part too, but feel because if they're going on national TV to speak about an important topic or a, a project, a passion project of theirs, they need to feel confident and they need to feel beautiful. So that's my number one job. So yeah, it's really quite easy for me to get into conversations, maybe not right about faith from the, Mm -hmm. you know, from the jump. That's not how I typically work, but just getting to know them and encouraging them and where they might just open up where they're vulnerable or where they're hesitant or where they're lacking self-confidence. I definitely know that that is my job to build them up in that area. And I just love when people get out of my chair and they're walking a little bit taller Mm -hmm. because of my time together, our time together. So it's been refreshing. And I can honestly say the best part of my job has been the conversations Mm -hmm. in the makeup chair for sure. Shadow without a shadow of a doubt. That has been my favorite part well, I of know the job. I had fun in your makeup chair. <laughs> and and we had great conversation. Yay. I remember <laughs> I asked you a question similar to this when I was there. And you said that a lot of people out in Los Angeles are really seeking. And so they are totally open to conversations of faith, especially once you once you have already gotten to know them. And I was really encouraged by that because I think you think of so many stereotypes, especially mm. around cities or celebrities or the industry itself. And it's yeah. it's not that way. And I, I'm all about crushing the stereotypes <laughs> in any field. <laughs> Absolutely. Right? It is beautiful. And sometimes people just need to be invited into this kind of conversation. Or it's like thinking, well, I'll go first. And maybe just by me sharing my faith story or dropping in a few, oh, well, mm-hmm. I was praying on the way to work today and, you know, just dropping in a few little nuggets. Hey, if I go first, maybe it'll give them permission to um, to join that conversation in that way. And most of the time they are curious or they do say, oh, do you go to church? Are you a believer? And then that, that conversation develops from, you know, just something as easy as saying, I was praying today and mm-hmm. I thought about this. So, yeah, I've learned that sometimes people just need to be invited into the conversation. Absolutely, in the delicate ways of little nuggets, like you said. Like, I was listening to this podcast, and oh, isn't that mm-hmm. faith-based? Or things like that. I, I love it. Um, okay, so mm-hmm. fun one. Have you ever fangirled yeah. over anyone? <laughs> yes, I have. While you were doing their hair and makeup, or were you on a show? Or tell me about it. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> I'm laughing because... I, I definitely have, but it might not oh, be who I'm you intrigued. think. So it's been wonderful to, yeah, it's been wonderful to meet and work with big time celebrities. Um, you know, I've worked with the most of the cast of Hawaii Five O and Glee and Lost and um, 
Selma Blair and <laughs> Eminem and Dr. Dre and you know, I've met JLo and, you know, there's been a lot of wonderful, cool people who have, who I've met. And that's been, yeah, there are little moments where I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I just met JLo. But the two times that I fangirled were because of women that you might not know, you know, you might not know who they are, but I thought, oh my God, I know what they're about and I know their heart and I know what they're doing. And it's so exciting to meet them. And so Mally Roncal, a makeup artist and just a beautiful Filipino woman. She's a woman of faith and she has a makeup line called Mally Beauty. And when we had her on the show, I worked in New York on a live TV celebrity news television show, Monday through Friday, it was live and it was great. And so when Mally came in to do a beauty segment, I rushed into the hallway. I'm like, Mally! And I just didn't even try to hold it in. I was like, (laughs) I'm a huge fan. (laughs) And so we had a fangirl moment together because she then was saying, you know what? I don't usually check all my email because I have my team that helps me in this way. But I saw your email come in and I thought, you know what? I want to, I need to read this email. And so she was on the show basically because I emailed her saying, I'm a big fan. Hey, I work on the show. You should connect and do a beauty segment. And by the way, I love your heart for God and I love your heart for beauty. And so when I got to meet her in real life, it was both of us screaming and hugging. So it was, it was super sweet to have it be reciprocated and Allie for (laughs) listening. I love you. And then another thing, which you, you probably know, Christine Kane powerhouse firecracker firewoman for or firecracker I call her and when I first met her I was probably way over the top excited and I'm sorry Christine if you're listening but (laughs) so I was booked to do the show on TBN which I've been working with them for two years now and it's just extraordinary to be on set with women who are changing lives Mm -hmm. changing eternity women who are traveling the world and speaking and preaching and writing and loving on women and so the very first day that I got booked on the show, no one told me that who I was going to be working with. They said, oh, you're just going to be doing someone who's a guest on our show. And hey, that's a, a very broad statement. So I had no clue. And when I walked into the room, it was just Christine Kane sitting in a makeup chair waiting for me. And I was like, oh, oh my gosh. Christine. And I was way too excited. I probably talked way too much, (laughs) asked way too many questions. But part of the reason why I was so thrilled is because literally two or three weeks before that moment, I was at church and Christine came and speaking. And I felt it so strongly in my heart. And I, I do feel like it was the Holy Spirit saying, go give your card to her team and say, I would love to serve you in any way. This is my gifting. If you ever need makeup for for anything, I'd love to help you. And it was so strong in my heart. At first I thought, no, no, she's got people. But then I kept feeling, no, go, go share this with her team. Go share this with her team. Well, it was a big church, big conference, and I didn't find anybody on her team. So I left that church saying, God, if you want me to work with Christine, then you'll make it happen. So to my surprise, the very first person I work with on this new show for TBN was, lo and behold, Christine oh. Kane. And so it was like, whoa, God, talk about divine connection and divine intervention, you know, and just connecting with people. And and I think back to a few years ago, I started being more bold in my prayers and I started praying, God, bring more Christian women, Christian makeup artists, Christian Christian um, actors and actresses and and thought leaders, people in the entertainment industry, can you bring them to me? So I started getting more bold in that prayer. And look, that's how I met you. And that's how I met Christine Kane. And that's how I met, you know, so many other people like Mally. Anyway, I would say those are the two times that I really probably blew it out. (laughs) No, I'm obsessed. I have followed Mally for years when I was at home. I think she used to be on like HSN and QVC and all those online. TV shops that my mom would purchase makeup on for me when I was younger in high school and stuff. And so (laughs) that is a riot. I love that. Her packaging, her packaging is cute and fun and happy, just like you describe her as well. That's fantastic. And Christine Kane, I had the chance to see her at Passion. It was fabulous there. And then in New Mm -hmm. York, I've been going to Hillsong on Sundays. And so she was there recently as well. And Mm -hmm. how amazing. My hands, my palms started getting sweaty when you were like, I felt the Holy Spirit telling me to go approach the team. And then 
there was no team member and how awesome. Like I'm just Mm -hmm. smiling thinking that that was orchestrated in such a neat way on your first day too. Oh my goodness. And congratulations, by the way, on two years. That's fantastic. And then even, oh, I loved it. It's really helped shape who I am today. And it's helped me prepare my character to go through this painful season that I just got out of. And that I want to share a little bit about because that's what Mm -hmm. put me on the trajectory of coaching finally. But uh, really quickly about just all my friends, these women who I've become friends with now through the TBN network and the shows that I'm honored to be a part of. We were in Israel together in Jerusalem. And so there was this one day, it was International Women's Day, and we were having a worship a worship night at the empty tomb. Like, can you even just believe wow. how beautiful and precious that moment is? And then Christine Kane got up and she preached. And she preached, if you know her story, she was born unnamed. She was born with just a number, you know, marginalized and pushed aside and abused. And now she's using that as fuel to help other women walk into freedom. So yeah, she's been a huge role model for me. And so we were there in Jerusalem in front of the empty tomb and just had this beautiful worship night. And then Christine gets up and she preaches and it's on International Women's Day. And you better believe she said, you know what? When the Lord rose again, who is the first person that he revealed himself to women because he knew (laughs) we would go and tell everybody. And so she just empowered me as a woman, a woman of God in that moment. And it was a tremendous night that really... I will remember that night and what God said to me in that wow. moment for the rest of the Thank you for sharing. Life. That is so, so – I mean, I'm in awe that you all were there in the empty tomb in the moment. That is just – wow. What an experience that so many people will, will never get to have but can only dream of. And you had it. Wow. So can you tell our listeners a little bit about your day-to-day journey and how you got from being in hair and makeup to now entering this coaching sphere that you're entering into? I would love to. So like I said, January 20th, I injured my neck. It's been an ongoing thing and we're six months in and I'm still doing full-time therapy. Well, I can't lug all my heavy equipment to and from each client. I can't jump on a plane to New York. And so I had to give place all my clients in New York with other artists. And I had to do the same with LA. And so I had to peel back on what I was doing. And it was so sad for me at the beginning, Sarah Rose, because I had this whole year planned. I started the year more organized than any other year with my goals and how to achieve each goal. And then this happened, right? And so I think this story sums it up. So my husband being in New York and me here at the moment in California, He and I were talking on the phone and he said, babe, I hate to see you in so much pain. Oh my God, I've just been praying for you, babe. And I hated seeing you just down like that and crying like that and uh, feeling like I couldn't do anything. And so I've been asking God, God, what does she love even more than makeup? Because she can't do makeup right now, but what does she love even more? And then he chuckled and said, babe, you love talking (laughs) way more than you do makeup. He said, (laughs) and then he said, and I know your big goal in life. And I know you kept thinking it was a five-year goal. I know your big goal in life is to, you know, to dedicate more time to writing and to speaking and to coaching women and walking them hand in hand through this journey and helping them fulfill their God-given assignment on earth. I know that's what you think your future is, but honey, I think that's now. I think God wants you to walk in this now. And that conversation summed it up because I kept thinking, oh God, five years from now when I'm more confident, when I know the word more, when I have more experience, you know, speaking in front of people, then yeah, then God, then I'll be a speaker and a writer and a coach for you. But here it is on my back, having to step away from the career that I love, knowing that, wow, yes, Lord, this is making all the sense in the world to me. You are taking this painful moment and you're using it to fine tune the trajectory of my life from here on out. Basically, tell me what your goal or who your target audience is with your beauty coaching. So with my beauty coaching, I would love to really partner with women of faith 
in the area of beauty. I have two different uh, coaching programs for the beauty industry professional and then for the women woman who wants to engineer a beautiful life. Basically, we're going through the same type of program. It's something that I wrote down and I've been writing into and developing since January and God really put it on my heart. So uh, before I tell you about what it is that uh, the content of the program, so women who long to have congruence in their values and their actions, women who want to infuse who they are and their faith into everything that they do. And especially women who are working in the entertainment industry, the beauty industry, the fashion industry, how to Mm -hmm. confidently infuse your faith, who you are into the work of your hands, into the talent that you have, into working with your clients. And for a long time, I mean, I've been doing the work that I've been doing for 22 years. And I remember for a long time, it was a, it felt like a big divide of, wow, Lord, you mean more to me than anything. And my confidence and my joy, my peace come from you and my relationship with you. But how do I connect the two? And then I'm really good at makeup and I'm, and I'm really good at helping women feel beautiful and look beautiful. How do I connect these two things? And for a long while, I just felt God was saying, you know what? You, I will lead you. You don't have to preach to anyone. Just be who you are. If a question comes up, answer it honorably and to the best of your ability with full truth. And, you know, so for a long time, I just was a Christian in this industry. And so there was a little bit of a disconnect. And I always wondered, God, is there a way that I could blend these two? And just up until about three years ago, I really felt God pushing me into this space, into this mindset of now it's time, blend all you want, because I have I've done just about everything that I wanted to do in the beauty industry. Like you said, I've been um, on camera beauty expert talking about how to get the hair and makeup look and the tricks to help you achieve the look. And with that, I always implemented an inner beauty tip. Even if I couldn't talk about my faith, I always implemented an inner beauty tip when I was doing these beauty segments, whether on like Fab Life on ABC or Dr. Oz or, you know, VH1, MTV stuff. And people began to realize that I did that. Hey, you always talk about inner beauty. That's kind of cool. You know, so I got to the point where I just felt the Holy Spirit push me saying, it's a new season for you. You can be a woman of faith and a makeup educator. You can be a a Christian and a coach on beauty. You can be a Christian beauty expert. And so just having, going through a lot of work with God, I feel like, well, he's my best therapist. I mean, that's what the Holy Spirit does, right? Our counselor leading us into all truth. And from now that I've been able to confidently And with a lot of peace, blend these two things in my life. And that's the tagline for my Beauty BFF, the educational platform that I've created. And we do inner and outer beauty workshops. And our tagline is simply blending beauty and faith. And so the women I want to reach, they're women in my dream client, women who know they're made for more and who are ready to do the work to create the life of their dreams. Women who want to live with genuine confidence so they can serve others from the over flow of their authenticity and women who want to be certain of their calling. There's a quote that I've recently read from Dr. Robert Jeffress, and I love this quote. And it simply says, courage comes from the certainty of your calling. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, whew, okay, Lord, if I'm going to need, I need courage. I know that I need confidence. (laughs) I know that, especially in the industry I'm in. So I need to get so clear on my calling, that that can help me fuel my courage and my confidence. And I can move forward even when people who don't agree with me or think, you know, bad things of me, even when I hear those things, I'm clear and certain of my calling. And that fuels me to keep moving forward because ultimately I want women to be able to not just know they're beautiful, especially women of faith, We know this because the Bible tells us so, but sometimes there's a disconnect between head knowledge and heart transformation, right? Mm -hmm. So I still see so many women battling with 
realizing their worth and realizing their beauty. And there's some practical ways that we can remedy that. And it does start in the mind and it does start with the thoughts that we think. And it does begin really with being in the word of God. That's our truth. That doesn't ever change. And so I want to help women feel beautiful, live brave, so they can be free to fulfill their God-given assignment on earth. And I want them to do it in an authentic way. That's why, you know, I've decided that the <laughs> the type of coach that I want to be is I'm a beauty authenticity coach. Mm-hmm. So I help women do just that in an authentic way, meaning I don't want to teach women how to look and sound and be like me. I don't want to teach women how to look and sound and be like you, Sarah Rose. I want mm-hmm. each woman to be who they were designed to be because there is a unique calling on each of our lives, a unique assignment, I should say, on each of our lives. So yeah, that's the kind of dream client that I'm looking for and that God is bringing into my life and that I'm continually praying for because I know that God is a God of order and peace and shalom and he'll, he'll align, you know, he'll align the people that need to be in my life and vice versa. So I'm Amen. praying about who I get to coach, the, yeah. the honor of coaching. And mm-hmm. so, yeah. Well, I am pumped about this because it, it's so needed. I know I clearly would not be your ideal client that is in you know the makeup artist industry. I would be the other, the woman that is not and needs mm-hmm. to um, you know be coached to bring out my faith in my everyday activities. But it's, mm-hmm. I was thinking when you were giving your examples, while I was Miss USA, I had a lot of people, you know, compliment and encourage me on being so open about my faith during my year. And it kind of rubbed me the wrong way a couple of times. I was thinking, well, thank you. That's so sweet of you to recognize and encourage me. But why are you so surprised, right? Because we're called to be bold mm-hmm. in our faith and we're called to have it in our everyday so lives. Good. And so I really strove to be a Miss USA who is a Christian, not a Christian and Miss USA separately. Mm. It was that combined. So, so I love good. what you're doing. That really aligns with me. And um, something that was brought to my attention during my year is that that's abnormal. And so I'm excited. Yes. You know, there's such a need for it. And I know that you are going to do amazing things. And the women that you work with are going to, in turn, affect so many women too. I pray that. And it's just so exciting to know that God doesn't waste any of our pain and all of the suffering that I've been through in my life. Nobody goes through life on earth without experiencing long suffering and pain and the valleys. And my friend, Pastor Holly Wagner, she says, fruit grows in the valleys. Mm -hmm. Fruit doesn't grow on the mountaintop. So fruit, like the fruit of the spirit of love and joy and peace and endurance and compassion and generosity and integrity and humility and self-discipline, all those things that really attracted people to Jesus when he walked the earth. Mm -hmm. He was fully alive and fully expressing all of those fruits of the spirit. And, you know, he was our perfect God walking this earth, but we have the the knowledge and the wisdom that, Hey, we can embrace all of those things. And I love what you just said about you wanted to be fully congruent. You wanted to be who you were fully. You're, you're Christian Miss USA. Holy cow. That's incredible. (laughs) I love that. Thank you for, thank you for living that out and having the courage to do so. You know, you were representing our nation in this way and representing beauty in a certain way. And you were pointing back to heaven where it came from. And so I'm so proud of you and happy for you and honored to call you friend. And, and that's just so and encouraging to me too. And that's exactly what I want to help women. I want women to, I want to help women engineer a beautiful life and not just look the part on Instagram. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? <laughs> Amen. It's so necessary, especially with my generation, generations coming up too. I'm thinking, wow, these YouTubers that are making so much money on their outward appearance. Yes. I had one question for you with with the coaching. So if you have if we have a listener right now that maybe is thinking, "Oh, well, all of these stories that are biblical that they're referencing, I don't know them or maybe I'm not quite confident in my faith. I'm a baby believer or even some people that are, you know, wrestling with faith and haven't necessarily given their life to Christ, but they want to coach with you. What are your what are your thoughts there? Is it something that you can use as a discipleship program or what are your about non-believers. Completely. Completely. You know, I like to remind women, especially women who are passionate about living a, a good life and they're visionaries and they have these dreams to create a business or 
and, you know, a, a movement of some sort that requires faith. Mm-hmm. Let me just simply break down what faith is. Faith is believing in something that you don't see yet. And so walking through this journey of where we are now, but where we want to be, you can't get to that place without living out faith. And so I like to remind women, Hey, whether you feel confident in your knowledge of who God is or the word of God, you're a woman of faith. Let's feed that. Let's grow that. And I love to ask, you know, everybody puts faith in something. Who are you putting your faith in? And I love to explore that question answer journey as well. And for the program with my coaching, I just feel if anybody is led to and drawn to, basically, if anybody is drawn to work with me, I would love to jump on a phone call and talk about how um, I hear more about you. And so you can hear more about me before we jump into a 12-week session because my heart is to really walk women through 12 weeks. So I have one-on-one 12-week programs and then group programs that I want to keep intimate. So I'm only allowing five women in each group so that we can share, we can learn from each other, we can grow. And you know, even science says there are some things within ourselves that only heal in community. And so whether it is a one-on-one coaching program or a group coaching program, I want to talk with you. I want to hear where you are and where you want to go so that I know if I'm a good fit for you to help walk you through this. And if you're a good fit, if one-on-one would be more beneficial or a group would be more beneficial. And my, my program that I've been writing out is basically how godly beauty, how authentic beauty can transform a woman's life in 10 areas. So I walk through first week is the beauty of finding the beauty in your mind. And and starting there because our thoughts produce our actions and then our actions produce Mm -hmm. our habits and life and everything. It all begins with how we think, right? And you don't see the world as it is. You see the world as you are. And so I want to begin with the mind and finding the beauty in your mind and developing practical ways that we can create and live out a healthy mind, you know? And so we start there. I go from finding the beauty in your mind to how this this authentic beauty can transform your talent. And then we go into your voice, developing what it is that you, your message, and ultimately what story is God speaking through your life? So we talk about that. And Lord knows I've had huge uphill battles with my voice. I mean, when I was young, girlfriend, I hated, hated to talk in front of people. A microphone was like, it might as well have been a weapon. Um, I had a really wow. bad speech impediment and um, I lost my daddy when I was five. And so I had abandonment issues, a speech impediment, and I wore a back brace for scoliosis for three years and people made fun of the way I walked and the way I looked and I had a unibrow. I mean, oh my gosh, there were moments where I felt so far away from beautiful, right? Uh. And so because I know how it feels to be imprisoned or burdened with insecurity, fear, and pain, Oh. I want to help women walk them into freedom. And uh, I just, I know what it feels like to be enslaved by that. And thank the Lord, I know what it feels like to be living free. And so, hallelujah. I know. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, God, for helping me out of that. So then we go into finding the beauty in your waiting time. Okay. Mm. Can I get an amen? This is like really so relatable. Right. (laughs) And just a little side note. And most people who might know me from Instagram or might have heard me talk about my life before, um, I was a 36-year-old virgin on my wedding night. Talk about waiting. Talk about waiting. (laughs) And so I had no clue when I promised God and my future husband, I think it would be the most romantic thing to say, I've waited for you and I just want to have one lover and I want it to be my husband. Granted, I was not perfect in this journey, and so I battled through a lot of shame and guilt, but praise God, I was able to, on my wedding night, you know, experience that for the first time with my husband, and that was insanely passionate and awesome, and um, no, it wasn't flawless because, uh, yeah, you know, (laughs) (laughs) never. Um, in all honesty, there's a little nerves there for me, but anyway, totally getting off topic, I think, but Finding the beauty in waiting and knowing that the process prepares you, what you do in the waiting will 
will have an impact on when you step into that role. How I prepared and how I waited as a single woman impacted my life as a wife. You know, I didn't know mm-hmm. I'd wait that long, but I did. And I was thankful to do it and so happy to do it. And honestly, on my wedding vows, on our wedding day, I thanked God. I looked up in the heavens and I said, God, thank you for the gift of allowing me to wait this long for Vincent Shakir. And I meant it because of the romance that I developed with God and the adventure that I developed with him. And mm. and so your waiting prepares you. And that's totally how we have to look at it. And it takes faith. Um, then we go into finding the beauty in your pain, finding the beauty in your body, just this body that God gave you. We only get one, you know, and I think that yeah. so many women put so much more time and attention into tearing down their body and focusing on what they don't love instead of cheering their body on. That might sound really weird, but you know, just saying body, it's, gosh, I thank get you it. for, <laughs> right? Doesn't like, sound we weird. The I get we it. Think. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I really want to uh, walk women through this program. And then we end with finding the beauty in relationships and creating beautiful relationships. And then we go into faith, life, and then it culminates week 10, finding the beauty. And this is a big one, finding the beauty in our appearance, how we look and not trying to change it drastically. We could dress it up. Sure. That's fun, but not to put your confidence in the outward. Yeah. But I I hope that as I walk women through these 10 chapters, these 10 you know areas in our life that really can be transformed by truth and authentic beauty. I hope and my prayer is that by the time we get to week 10 where we talk about your appearance, I really hope that by that time they're thinking, "Wow. Oh my gosh, what have I been doing beating myself up all this time for?" Mm-hmm. And so essentially I feel like my coaching program, my beauty authenticity coaching program is helping women love who they are, love who God designed them to be. Oh my gosh, I'm excited for you and I'm excited for everyone that gets to work with you. And if we have listeners that just got super pumped and are ready to sign up right now, or if we have listeners that, I mean, their stomach dropped when you mentioned, Mm. you know, loving their body because they think that's so far off and they're wanting to work with you and do this. I know I saw a link on your website for a complimentary coaching call. So tell tell our listeners what to do now if if they're really wanting to get on that phone with you. Yes, email me at hello at jessicashakirbeauty.com and Shakir, my married name is S-H-A-K-I-R. And you can find me on Instagram under that name, Jessica Shakir Beauty. And my website is mybeautybff.com. And I came up with that name simply because so many of my clients have always called me, you're like my beauty BFF. You don't just help me look good. You help me feel good. And I just took that as the highest compliment. So I went Super with that cute. and that's the name of <laughs> I love it. And I was so honored. So you can find me there on mybeautybff.com and on Insta and please email me. And I, yeah, I went through, I had 16 women who jumped on the complimentary phone call with me. Mm-hmm. And after each one, I was so giddy, Sarah Rose, which Good. is a huge sign. Like, yeah, this is your dream job. Yes, <laughs> You're in it. And so it was so neat to hear from these women. And there were some themes throughout that I asked a question on the pre-call questionnaire is, what do you need to strengthen right now to help you thrive in life and your career? And the majority of women actually said they need to strengthen their joy and their peace and their confidence. Those were the the common feedback, joy, peace, and confidence. And joy and peace are something that Jesus himself said we get from him. And then confidence is something that we grow over time. No one comes out of the womb. No one enters the world. I'm confident. <laughs> yeah. And then they end there. You know, and even you, you, people can look at you. You are on top of the world. Hello, you are in this universe. And just, you know, you're still, it's, I'm sure, a daily discipline for you to put your confidence in the truth of of God's love for you, something that doesn't change. Mm -hmm. Because ultimately, if we put our confidence in things that will change, that will rock our confidence. Right. You know, so but it's a daily discipline and it's a journey and no one is, it's just made or born that way. You become confident, you become brave. So 
Yeah. Yes. So I know all of that is actually beautifully related to the title of this podcast, which is More Than a Crown, because Mm. if I had put all of my worth and my confidence and my joy in that one year as Miss USA, that one big goal, then it was over and I'm still only 24. (laughs) So I have a whole life to live above and beyond after this. So I... I realized that I'm more than a crown. I'm more than that one year and that amazing goal I never thought would happen as it came and went. And so one thing that I'm asking all my guests is what are you more than? At this point in time, when you lay your head on the pillow, what are you reminding yourself that you are more than? So good. Sarah Rose, I love you. Oh gosh, there's a lot that I could say here, but the big lesson this year through the pain, through having to step away from my work for four months, through bed rest, through God just doing deep therapy, and through the trajectory of my career even shifting, God has been reminding me, and I've had to remind myself I am more than my accomplishments. And if I want to be successful, not just ultimately, it doesn't matter what the world thinks of me. I have to I have to know that I'm successful in God's eyes. And the huge lesson for me this year is to be successful in God's eyes. It is all about obedience and not about accomplishment. Mm -hmm. And so I had to reconcile that. I had to, I had to really think on that because being in bed rest for four months, when I had all of this plan for the year, I felt like a failure. I felt, oh, I should have been taking care of my health more. Oh my gosh, I should have been doing this. Look at me now. I can't do anything. And I need my husband and my sister and my mom to help me. And I was feeling anything but successful. But God was really showing me, Jess, you are more than your accomplishments. That doesn't even, that's not what I base your success on. I'm looking at how you obey me. And so I thought, wow, okay, God, well, if you're calling me to obey you by resting right now and by looking at my life and all of the things that I've agreed to and all of the projects that I have going, do are those even me obeying you or are those me trying to accomplish, accomplish, accomplish? So yeah, to answer your question, I am more than my accomplishments. And I think that's something that every driven, passionate visionary mm-hmm. needs to be reminded of because it's so easy to forget. Yes. So that's what I'm You absolutely are. And I'm excited to continue to watch you grow in that and be inspired by you in those ways. So one more quick fun one. Thank you. Of course. Of course. Thank you for sharing. So when you were on bed rest, what's your favorite ice cream Uh flavor? (laughs) Oh, cookies and cream. I just got so giddy. I couldn't Maybe You have have to treat yourself to it today then. I love it. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Sarah Rose yes. told me I there you yeah. go. I would say that I love all flavors, but that is I'm my so favorite. excited. We might be doing some sort of <laughs> ice cream it. bar or something at the wedding. We'll have to. Oh goodness. Oh how fun. Well, thank you so, so much excited. for coming on today, Jess. And I hope this episode could be inspiring to all of you listeners and that you can step away today and smile at yourself or at others because your smile can make a difference just like Jessica did for me on that day that I interviewed for Steve Harvey. Mm-hmm.